Cause I'm a sea island boy And I've been trying to make Oh, I'm a sea island boy Hey, I'm a just sea island boy I'm a just sea island boy I'm a just wine and dine I'm a shoot ski with that gun While my wife is soaking up the sun And Kucha be gazing. Him and Patton be always playing They like you wanna be famous I'm trying to sip that Camus, cause I'm a Georgia boy. I'm just that real island mafia, that down ass mafia. Oh my love. Welcome to the Tour Chuckies podcast for the RSM Classic 2021. It's the Sea Island Boys tonight. Yes, we're gonna ride this, we're gonna ride the Island Boys joke till you guys just are so sick of it, you can't stand it. But it's Sea Island, you know what I mean? It's the last event of the year. Everybody on tour be fugazing, you know? They're fugazing. They're ready to just, you know, hey, Pat, what does that even mean? Do you know what fugazing means? You know, if you're fugazing. Know what fugazi I'm means? I'm pretty sure. I would ma- like to know. Maybe somebody in the chat can correct me. I'm pretty sure, like, if you fugazi, you're kind of you're kind of fake. You a fake at, you know, you a fake oh, at, so. you know. Um, so you're kind of fugazing, you know. You be oh, so Kucha's be Kucha be fugazing, like in my in my lyrics be, there. Yeah, he's faking, he's, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's it's Sea Island. It's the RSM. Nobody gives a rip. It's the NFL season, but we're still here. We're here. You know, we're putting in our time. For all you people out there. Yes, so producer Sam confirms it does mean fake. It means you're being fake. So there you go. Presented by I don't know if I don't know if Fantasy National wants us to tell people what we're presenting that that they're the presenting sponsor of this episode, but Fantasy National is the presenting sponsor and we appreciate them. We've been using these boys for years. It's the number one place, your one-stop shop for all your stats for PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, all the good stuff. Every stat, every reference to course history, recent form, all being pulled from Fantasy National. If you're not about it, get about it, okay? FantasyNational.com slash TJ is where you go to get 20% off any level membership there, and you can try it out, and if you like it, 20% rides with you. You know what I mean? It rides with you. It's not fugazing. It's going to stay on. It's going to stay with you. It's going to be real. All right, 20% off. FantasyNational.com slash TJ. Appreciate it. Now, Pat, I turn it over to you, buddy. Uh, podcast juice salute to you. I'm drinking some uh, tequila soda with an orange tonight. Cheers to you for hitting your third outright winner this is this is not the betting show but your third outright winner in eight events on the pga tour this season with jason kokrak you know props to you you're the you're the you're the god right now cheers hey you know what it's just when you're hot you're hot db sometimes things just happen that way and how about i hit kokrak with his first win last year around this time i guess it was when it was one of those you know no cut events then he wins again in at the Colonial, and th- so he's got three wins now in the span of a year. And a, and a guy that t- it took so long for him to get his first win. Yeah, but look, Kokrak, great playing. You know, shoots a smooth what sixty five on Sunday to just take the lead, and yeah, uh, it really wasn't in question, easy, was it? Pretty easy win for him, but uh, very excited to hit that. And uh, you know, let's just keep it going. We got we got this this last tournament here. Let's let's get it going for this one, and. Um, between yeah. my card and your card going into Sunday, we had six guys in the top ten. So we had a lot of we had it fully surrounded. And of course, Code Crack just ran away with it, which is perfectly fine at fifty to one. I will take it. Um, maybe people should pay attention to my card. Maybe now. people should pay attention. You know, it's it's the pat, not that anyone really cares. Betting card. And I did have somebody ask me today where they can find that betting card. And you gotta know, you can find it on Twitter. 
or you can find mm-hmm. it in the Nut Hut on Wednesday evenings. If you don't, if you don't have Twitter, you should just buy the Nut Hut for ten dollars a month, and Pat's card pays for itself in one hit. It's the easiest thing in the world. All the crypto advice can pay for it next. So, uh, the Nut Hut or Twitter is where Pat's betting card is found. My betting card is found on TourJunkies.com and the Nut Hut as well, and also tweet it out. It's it's been a good run, buddy. I mean, I guess you know I, if there's a bright spot for me, the chalk bomb was Brooks Kepka. I pounded it all week. I stood by my hot take and I said, I don't care that he's had input on the course. He don't care. He's here because he had input on the course. He doesn't care and he's not informed. You can forget about it. He's fugazing that he's even there. He was fugazing the Houston. He was fugazing the one before that and the one before that. So yeah. he missed the cut, about 15, 16% owned at, at the most. And then the, you know, the thing that people don't realize about the chalk bomb is is more than just the chalk bomb. The head-to-head matchup section last week crushed it. For some reason on Wednesday, the books did not like Matt Wolf. He was an underdog in almost every matchup, and I was sitting there going, in the, in the write-up, I said, I don't understand this. I don't think it should be this way. I think you continue to ride Matt Wolf. I don't know what's going on, but you ride it. And Matt, I think he, beat, I think he won every matchup he had. Um, and then I said, Terrell Hatton, who was a favorite in every matchup. I didn't understand that. And I said, no, I'm out on Terrell Hatton, and so should you. And he missed the cut. So the chalk bomb is more than just the chalk bomb, people. And I don't understand if you unsubscribe to that thing. It's free. If you don't, want to, if you don't care this week or you don't want to read it, just delete the email. But yeah, don't, delete don't it. Unsubscribe. Don't unsubscribe. Come on. I don't want to see that come across my desk. Yeah. That, that somebody's unsubscribed. One single person. I don't even want to see it. Every time that happens, a little, uh, one of our little secretary people just slips a piece of paper to Pat, and it says, uh, John T. Smith unsubscribed. For, uh, he's no longer interested. And it just hurts yeah. Pat. Every time that happens, you know, um, Pat gets a gray hair. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I do. We don't want I that. Do. So we can't have that. So mm-hmm. subscribe to it. It, it. The last one of 2022 is hitting your inbox this week, people. Get on it. It's the last PGA Tour event of the year. It's the last tournament preview for us. Well, now we mentioned last week we've got some additional content coming. Thank you for that. Uh, by the way, shout out to JO3Rock, our boy Joe Ro- Roche, I think. Nuthut member won the Nuthut Listener League yet again without a TJ avatar. So he will be deducted points for that. Joe, until you change that, you better change it. But he's got his spot wow. into the Listener League finals next year for a chance to win an all-expenses-paid trip to come play golf for a weekend with me and Pat. Um, I mentioned last, last week, we've got the upcoming awards show. Uh, and we've got the 2022 preview show. Again, same thing. Leave us a comment in the YouTube. Your favorite moment of 2021, golf, whatever that was, give it to us. We want to reflect back on that. And then a question about 2022, anything. Anything's up for grabs. A question about 2022, golf, uh, or what we got going on. Put that in the YouTube comments. Please hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button. Listen, I do it too, so I'm guilty, right? You're watching a YouTube video. Somebody tells you to do it, and you just, like, what is it about, like, just not moving your finger over here and just hitting like, subscribe? Like, it, and it doesn't stop the video, so we're going to keep talking. You're good. Just hit it real quick. It helps us out. Leave a comment. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Be like Phil. Give us that thumbs up. Give us a yeah. like. Yeah. Please do that. And uh, also, big, big tournament preview coming up tomorrow night as our European tour expert, or I should say now, DP World Tour expert. Mark Hill is coming at you with a very special guest, Tom Jacobs. Great guy. Great follow on Twitter. Sharp, sharp, sharp player. Love Tom. He's a good dude. 
Mark and Tom are breaking down the DP World Tour Championship. The final event of that season is going on this week. There's a, it's a good field, a lot of big names over there. Um, so you're going to want to check that out. That drops tomorrow evening, I think. Um, and they're going live. They're going live. That's right. 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on our YouTube channel. They'll be recording that show live. You're going to want to catch that. And, um, and then, obviously, if you listen to it on podcast, you can check that out, too. So that's, that's it for that. Um, we got a great betting show tonight. We're going we're gonna to go off on something on the betting show tonight after this. So I'm pumped about that. But Pat, I mean, it's the RSM Classic. You and I have been there mm-hmm. plenty of times. We've, uh, you know, we've been media at Sea Island before. We've seen the, the, the tour at the RSM Classic. It is a bunch of people who are ready to go home. You know, if, if, really this, if this were the Siwoo Kim, we go home moment for the entire PGA Tour mm-hmm. and their staff, it's the RSM Classic. Um, they're at all least tired. it's in a good place, though. I mean, they're better. They're, they're worse places to be than Sea Island uh for a, a week so yeah yeah so we got two golf courses this week seaside and the plantation course at sea island resort pat hit us with the details yes so how about this you know we have the all these like these two court two and three course events at the beginning of the year they kind of front load a lot of those and then we get all these tournaments without having to deal with this and here we go we finish the season with two courses which drives me crazy, but whatever. We are at the Sea Island Club, the Seaside Course, and the Plantation Course. As you mentioned, they will get three days on the Seaside Course. That is the main course if they make the cut, and they'll play at least one day, either Thursday or Friday, on the Plantation Course. We'll start with Seaside because that's obviously the one that uh, is going to be we're going to focus on the most. It is a par seventy, just over seven thousand yards, so it is not very long. It's a Tom Fazio-designed course. We've got 156 players in the field this week. T65 and ties will make the cut. It is a link-style course right on the coast. Uh, you got Bermuda greens this week. Uh, they're pretty large greens. Um, but they do run very quick uh, on the stint meter, typically. Um, but if you look at this course, I mean, it's all about iron play into these greens. You do have to scramble pretty well, though. Um, it, it is the one that is most exposed to the wind and the elements, which is why I say it's kind of a link style course. And wind can certainly be a factor, and it looks like it's going to be this week. Thursday looks to be pretty benign, but then it's going to be pick up dramatically on Friday and into the weekend. So that's going to be something we want to look at. Um, get in the Nut Hut for that. A lot of weather opinions, I think, are going to come out this week. And I think the Nut Hut is wh- where you need to be to get what we're where it's going to be. We are. It is looking very blustery yeah. on Friday. Thursday Saturday. looks fine. Thursday, Thursday looks, looks fine. fine. Yep. For now. Yep. But Friday does and not. That was another. Um, I mean, you mentioned it last week. The 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 weather at Memorial changed a lot. It changed like four times on Wednesday. It took me so long to get the email out because I was waiting on the weather to kind of make up its mind. It's a big advantage to have that chalk bomb email and be in the Nut Hut for those last minute weather thoughts. We talked about it last Wednesday night on the live chat. So definitely. Definitely do that. Absolutely. But the weather should be good. I mean, it's going to be chilly. Yeah, no rain. But it's, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be sunny, so that should be good. Um, then you go over to the plantation course, which they'll get at least one day. It is a par 72, 7,060 yards. Uh, Davis Love the third redesigned this course back in 2019. Bermuda Green's here as well. You've got four par fives, and three of them are reachable in two. So this is a course where we think you could have some scoring on Although, I can't remember, but it seems like last year it played a little tougher than they thought it was going to play. I think the greens 
are going to play a little more tougher than the seaside greens, um, a lot more slope and undulation on them. And, and they just didn't quite have them figured out. I think this year, though, the course will play a little bit easier, just kind of the second, third year into the redesign. Uh, you do have 10 holes out here that have water on them. Um, it is, it's, it's kind of off. I mean, it's a, a seaside course, but it's, it's not, you know, on the water. It goes back kind of inland. You got a lot of tree lined fairways that are pretty wide, but there is, you know, you've got some, you know, inland water and lagoons and things like that out there that do come into play a little bit, kind of like you see it like Hilton head, something like that. So plantation, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I do think it, it is certainly, if you get it on the good day. Uh, you should be able to score out there, especially on the par fives. As far as stats for me, I'm looking at certainly form and course history. Putting on putting on Bermuda certainly shows well on this course, and I'm looking at strokes gained approach. A little bit of scrambling, and here's why. You look at the last five of six winners on this course, five of them, of the six, all finished in the top five in scrambling, including Tyler Duncan and Austin Cook. Both were number one in scrambling on this course. So, that to me means a little bit of something. But your past champions, last year we had Robert freaking Streb. Killed us. We had the outright on Kisner. We had Kiz in the outright. And this was his second win here, actually. Streb's second win. Yeah. Um, and Kiz was going for his second win. Yeah. Uh, but 19 under for, for Streb. Tyler Duncan in 2019 at 19 under. Uh, you had Charles Howe at 19 under. Um, Remember that was the year I gave away a PXG putter. We had yeah. Charles Howell on the card as well that year. Yeah. Cook before that in 2020, or at 21 under. Hughes at 17 under in 2016. Going back to 2015 is where Kiz got his victory at 22 under. So, and Chris Kirk also in the field, won in 2014, I believe. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's a course history spot for sure. I think, you know, course history jumps up, recent form, obviously. This is, you know, these two courses, typically easier courses on tour. So you got to be ready to make some birdies. So I'm looking at hitting fairways. Strokes gain approach, putting on Bermuda, just like Pat said. And I do, I do have a sprinkle of weight on the strokes gain around the green number. Um, but, you know, definitely looking at form, ready to go, playing in the wind. With this wind prediction, it's a great time to have Fantasy National, where you can look at how they play in moderate wind and windy AF conditions. If you're curious, windy AF is defined on Fantasy National as 17-mile-per-hour winds or greater, which you're looking to see for Thursday, Friday, and, or Friday Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I wanted to point this out, Pat, because you talked about Plantation and Seaside and how they play differently. Because I think there is something that you're going to hear a lot of touts. You're going to read a lot of touts this week. They're going to tell you the Plantation course is far and away the easiest golf course. So you got to take advantage of it on showdowns. You got to take advantage of it. Um, you know, if, if the weather wave, you know, typically the rule of thumb is this. If you have one day where out of Thursday or Friday where one where it's going to be more difficult conditions than the other, you most of the players we've talked to, and we've surveyed players and caddies over the last six years about this very question, most of them will tell you that they prefer the easiest course on the easiest day because they got to go make their birdies. Go get the birdies, and then you can prepare yourself mentally for a tough day on a tougher course in tougher conditions. That's what they prefer. Now, so you're going to have to say, that means that if the easier day is on Thursday, you want all your guys starting plantation on Thursday. But... In the first two years of this plantation redesign, that is not what we've seen. And I do agree, Pat, that, that those greens may have softened a little bit. They may have been pretty firm and new those last two years. That could play into it. Um, but here's what we saw in 2019. Plantation, in the first two rounds, played .14 shots more diff or sorry, easier. 
not even like a quarter of a stroke easier, okay? And in 2020, last year, they basically played exactly the same. It was less than a tenth of a, of a, of a shot. They played exactly the same. So I, I tell you that to say there could be, you know, a, a, a way to have a little edge. If it's showdown, if it's, um, if, if it's the weather wave that you're playing, you know, and everybody's loading up on plantation guys on Thursday, the easier day. I'm not saying you go full on, you know, shoot your shot with the seaside guys on Thursday. But in the last two years, these courses have almost played identical in terms of, uh, in terms of difficulty. Now, plantation, you obviously have four par fives. You don't have that at seaside. And on a windier day, all things else considered equal, like on Friday, it may be tougher to play seaside in the wind being coastal. But at the same time, we've had caddies tell us that sometimes when there's trees intermixed and it's windy, it's tough to know where the wind's coming in. At least when it's open, you know what directions it's coming from and it's not swirling on you as much. So I'm just saying, don't get too pot committed to the plantation course being the far and away easier golf course here. So, but we'll have yeah, more I about agree. that later. And wind direction is huge. We talked about this yeah. a lot at the PGA Championship at Kiowa. I mean, the direction that the wind's coming in off of is, is going to be huge when it, you know, because if it comes in or if it's coming in a direction where it's, you know, some of these holes are more protected, if it's not coming in straight off the ocean, um, then it, it may not make as big of a difference. So there's, there's a lot to, to look into there. Um, and I love that. That's, that's, this is one of the weeks I love when we get, get, we're going to have a lot of wind, yeah. got to have no rain or anything like that. So there's not going to be any cancellation of play, which is great or delays like last week but we can we could have a huge advantage if we just pay attention to it and uh you know look at it closer uh to the start times on thursday so i I like weeks like this yeah and you know our our buddy caddy john who had 10 years experience caddying on the pj tour still talks and works with a lot of caddies on the pj tour he is a nut hut contributor and every week he gets in the nut hut under our caddy info channel and types out his thoughts so he will definitely break me down and tear me apart if my take just now was completely errant. But we'll know a lot more from Caddy John, another reason to be in the Nut Hut. Another reason to be in the Nut Hut is if you're into crypto, because Lord knows I am, and I've been balls deep in the crypto world here lately. So if you're interested in investing in cryptocurrencies but aren't sure where to start, our friends at Kraken, we've been telling you about the Kraken, boy. You need to unleash that bad boy on your phone. You can buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptos like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, all on the go and all 24-7. It's really easy to get started. You can download the app, create your account, and you are investing in minutes. And listen, if Bitcoin's at like 65000 right now. It's no big deal. You can buy $10 worth. You know, you can get that. You can get started real easy. Just dip your toe in with Kraken and find out for yourself why the Kraken app has been one of the highest rated places to buy crypto for the last 10 years. They've been doing it for a while, folks. 10 years. So visit Kraken.com, K-R-A-K-E-N.com slash tour junkies to learn more or search for Kraken in the App Store. A lot of good crypto chat going on in the Nut Hut as well, although we do not give, is not investment advice. Okay, so just we're not doing that. Um, all right, Pat, we ready to get into this? Ready to get some, some DFS picks? Yeah. Some yeah. takes? It's tough this week. Kind of tough for me. It's a, little, it's a little tough. It's a little tough. I do know this. Starting in the 9K range and above, we're going to give you some GPP plays, a fade. Uh, I've got a cash play, and you know, we'll, I'll give a name I think is going to be chalky. I definitely think that there is a lot of gold in the 6K range. And when there's a lot of gold in the 6K range that I like now, there's a lot of it. So i got to narrow it down between now and Wednesday because i got like 12 names written down off the bat. But 
there's a lot of it down there, and I like it. So I'm yeah, probably going to go pretty studs and duds heavy this week, um, and so that'll leave me a lot of room to play around here with these these big boys up top. With obviously Scotty Scheffler starting out at 10-9, no player at 11 11k this week. But Scotty's been hot. He's he's played well here before. Um, and then you got Webb Simpson, Louis Ustase, and all the way down to Adam Scott here for the first time, at least in a long time. I, I don't see any recent history on him. Our boy Kiz makes it up here at 9,200. Um, hot Russell Henley's at 96. It's an interesting range. Here's, here's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go Scotty. I'm going to ride the hot form. I, I feel like he could have come in at 11, two, 11, one. I think I'm going to go Scotty and I'm going to take the chance on the hot form. I think he's, I think he's here partially because he is, he's hot and he's ready to, to close the door. I think Scotty does not want to go into 2022, you know, after being in this good a form right now without taking this last chance to get that PGA tour victory under his belt, book him a trip to the tournament of champions in Hawaii the first week back in January. I think he's here because he's ready to rock and roll and do that. He did not, he did not play at this event last year. Played his first year out in 2020 and finished fifth. So if you think Scotty doesn't have a game here, finished fifth right out, right out, out the gate, Corn Ferry Tour. So I'm going to ride it with Scotty. I don't think a lot of people are going to play Scotty. I'm going to do it. And then right below him, Louis Eustazen at 10-4. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank on Louis here. I think he's got the perfect game for this place. Uh, doesn't have much of a record here. Missed the cut his first time out last year, but checks a ton of boxes. I mean, he's got the putting. You know, he's one of the best putters on the PGA Tour last year, if not the best. Uh, started off this PGA Tour season okay. Nothing to write home about. But talking about accuracy, talking about ball striking, that's what we use Tazen at 10-4. I'm rolling with that. And then I'm going to skip down to Russell Henley, who I mentioned earlier at 9,600. I mean, he's hot right now. The irons are hot. He's hitting a ton of fairways. He's second in this field in strokes gained approach, 12th in this field in fairways gained over the last 24 rounds. Um, putting on Bermuda is actually, I mean, you know, the thing that we always complain about with Russell Henley is the putter, but Bermuda, he is light years better on, and he comes in in pretty good form. T7 last week, uh, top 25 at the CJ Cup a few weeks ago, Shriners T21. Um, so Russell Henley, I, I think, is definitely in play. A course like Wyndham, he finished seventh back in August. You know, that's familiar. RBC Heritage last year finished ninth. So, like, this is the kind of track where Russell Henley can put it together. And all you need is that putter to be like a little bit better than average, and he's up there. So Henley, Louie, and Scotty for me. And the, the fade is Webb Simpson, who I think will still be chalk. I, I could be wrong, but I think he'll still be chalk because everybody's going to love the course history angle with, with Webb. But what's interesting is, you know, he's the second highest price guy in 10-7. And if, if he was that every time he ever played the RSM, he really only returns value three out of six times he's been here. Three out of the last six times he's had a top 10 finish and he's ret- he would have returned that value. But I would argue that in almost all six of those times, he came in with the ball striking being a little better, the form being a little better, and really he just hasn't played a lot of golf. This is his 14th event since the Masters. He's dealt with nagging injuries. He's dealt with just probably fatigue. He's getting older. I just don't think he wants to play a lot of golf. He's picking his spots, which surely this is a spot for him that I'm sure he circles on his calendar and says, yeah, this is the event for me. But there's just a lot, of, a lot more unknowns this go-around for Webb than, than we're, probably, you know, we're probably used to seeing. And just last year, he was obviously chalk, finished T37. That doesn't do you any good for the guy at 10-7. Um, we've seen him come out and miss a cut already this PGA Tour season. I just think it's been pretty spotty 
And really, off the tee and approach and putting has been pretty spotty since the Masters for Webb. Every, it's just kind of like here today, gone tomorrow in all three of those categories. We're not seeing the consistency, at least in, at least in approach or, or, or putting like we used to with Webb. So I think I'm going to bow out and avoid a potentially chalky Webb Simpson. Yeah, my cash play in here would be Russell Henley for sure. Yeah, I don't mind that. Any of those plays, I like them. Um, this, that's why I'm saying this, this whole range is kind of tough for me because um, I think there's a lot of good plays, so it's tough for me to just narrow it down to, to what we typically do. But um, my first GPP play was Usti. I'm with you there. I like him at 10-4 for all the reasons that you said. I think he's a great play this week. Um, I know he missed a cut last year here, but I, I don't care about that. I, I think this is just – yeah. This is a good spot for him, and who knows? Maybe you'll get a little lower ownership because of that miscut, but he's just had a fantastic year all around, um, a, g- a good course fit for him. So I do like Usti. Um, I like Corey Connors at, ni- at 9,900. I mean, I tried to get on him. I, I can't it's believe hard to get on him because of the putting. Well, the I can't believe we haven't seen him play more. Like, does yeah, it feel like we, he should have been playing more? I wonder what's going on with that. Yeah, I don't know, but... Either way, I mean, he's still got good history here. Top 10 last year, T23 in 2019, T37 in 2018. Um, You know, he's obviously got all the skill sets for this course. I mean, he's a great ball striker, um, you know, great on approach. I mean, those those are his two just best things that he does. Um, You know, he's 14th in the field in birdie or better percentage. He's top 20 in opportunities gained. The worst thing you're going to look at are going to be scrambling and putting for him. but. He obviously has has gotten a, a handle of that on this course in the past, or on these courses in the past. So I like Corey Connors at ninety nine hundred. And then I don't know why I want to do this to myself. I really don't. But I feel like he's going to be pretty low owned, and I do think this is a good course fit for him. I I don't think he's ever played here. Maybe he has, and I don't remember. I don't or I haven't seen it. But Adam Scott at nine thousand. Uh, I think we're going to get Adam Scott so low owned. I mean, you look at it from approach and ball striking. Yeah. Checks of I played him last week. Top, yeah. 30 or better percentage. He killed me after a couple yeah. rounds. Putting on Bermuda is not good. Just, I mean, this is just like Corey Connors. But I just feel like this is kind of a gut play. But Adam Scott, I think, could have a good week. I, I just feel like it could happen this week. Um so we'll see. You know, he was T54 last week at the Houston Open, had a top five at the CJ Cup. So I do like Adam Scott as a GPP play. And then my fate is going to be Joaquin Neiman. Missed a cut last week at the Houston yeah, I was, Open. I was bummed about that. Um, you know, he's, um, he's played here twice, hasn't done great. I mean, T44 in 2021, T65 in 2019. He, he's certainly going to be, a, a, you know, a, a, I, I would say you would think that he would check a lot of boxes for you from the stats. But, I mean, nothing is nothing really stands out. He's not in the top 50 in the field in anything that I'm looking at. So I, I think Neiman could be a little bit of a fade here at 9,700. So there you go. What do you think Those about... Are, uh, I, hi, my name's Kevin Kisner. Who lit the Kiz? Nothing about Kiz. If, you're, if your stats guy is going to tell you to play him other than putting on Bermuda. He's top 10 in the field there. Well, unless you're uh, looking at like long-term, like course fit, like overall. This oh, definitely... yeah. Obviously there. Yeah, you're going to play him at that point. But um... So I kind of left him off because I thought you were going to bring him up. 
And uh, I, I kind of like him. I, I think he's kind of, you know, like if I don't fit Scotty and Louie in one lineup or if I want to play a little, if I want to go a little more balanced, um, I, I, I kind of like him here. We know he spent a day or two with, with our boy John Tillery, who we saw a couple weeks ago at the, at the, uh, the Georgia game. Spent a day or two with JT, getting it tightened up, getting it ready to go. And this is an event where, you know, Kiz definitely, like Webb, circles it on his calendar and knows this is a spot where he can eat. So, and I, and I, I feel like he's one of those guys. We know Kiz well enough. Like, he's one of those guys that, um, yeah, the playoff loss last year had to absolutely suck. So, um, I, I feel like he wants to kind of get some, some redemption there from that playoff loss. But Pat, I mean, yeah. are you texting him right now? Is that what you're that, doing? I think I agree. I think you're right. Um, but I mean, what about? I mean, Kiz is so inconsistent this year, and he's like he does nothing, and then all of a sudden he almost won the Wyndham out of nowhere. I mean, he did yeah. win the Wyndham out out of nowhere. But I would say like and that's then, a course that's that's perfect for him, right? Like he's taking advantage of the courses that that seem to suit him. I mean, we know how checked out he gets when it's one where he knows he's got to hit it a mile, right? Yeah, true. Um. Now, you know, miscut at the Heritage was stupid. Um, there were some others that were kind of dumb, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is an interesting spot. Now, if we'll talk about, I'm going to talk about him in the betting show. I mean, I, I don't know. It depends on how chalky he is here. I don't know if I like a chalky kiz, which he may be. It may be hard to to not have him be chalk here. But if you're like Mister Stats guy, then you can't pl- you can't play him. If you're missing, I, I will Mr. not allow you. I will not allow you to play kids if you only adhere to stats and you think that those those should guide you in everything you do. Mm. Yeah, I guess if if you're looking at some of the my favorite ones, he's 141st in the field out of 156 across the board. In in what? Between the the main stats uh, I'm looking at. Well, I mean, in mine, like he's obviously checks a box in putting on Bermuda. He's well, good. No, that's it. That's good it. around the greens. He hits fairways. Like, I don't really, think fairways matter as much here, other than. See, I think they do. I think they're you got pretty wide. They're pretty wide here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in these conditions we're going to see. I think you just you want a guy who's going to make sure he puts it in the fairway. I'm just telling control you. Control the spin. Control the ball flight into these greens and windy conditions. Yeah. All right. I mean, I like his. Yeah. I'm I'm talking to the stats people. Cause you know me, I'm not a stat. I'm not. I don't like to adhere to only stats. Right. We but know. if that's what you do, if that's what you're, you you think that the stats are going to tell you everything you need you need to know to pick a player, then you cannot pick kids. You are not allowed to do it. Okay. The the Pat has spoken. All right, Pat, give us the eight K picks. All right, a couple guys in here. This is harder for me. Um, I I'm going to go back to hey, look, here we go. Opposite of what I just said. Or not opposite. Actually, this goes along with it. Mackenzie Hughes. Not going to check a lot of boxes for you. But he does have a good history here. He's won this golf tournament. Uh, now, it's a spotty history. He's a fan it's of a yours. Spotty. He's a fan of yours. He's a fan of mine. He loves yeah. me. Uh, he, did, he did miss the cut three out of four times after uh, he won here. But I don't care. I like how Mackenzie Hughes has played this year. You know, he's been in good form all year long. You know, you look at his last three events, T29 last week at Houston Open, uh, T4 at the Zozo after you dogged him, and a T25 at the CJ Cup. I like Mackenzie Hughes this week at 8,600. I think that's a good play. When, when a guy what? makes me eat out a pumpkin, it's going to be a few It's going to be a few tournaments before I play him. So I just can't do it. And Mackenzie okay. made me do that. 
Well, I'm so glad he made you do that. Um, By the way, Maverick McNeely, another top 25 last week. I don't know. I just kept saying it, but nobody wanted to listen. Seven out of 11 top 25s for Maverick McNeely. I'm glad he's not here because I would have played him again. Okay. I probably would have too, actually, this week because he really. Oh, finally, after seven top 25s in 11 Um, events, you want to play him? Yeah. Here's a guy I think it's time to get back on. Brendan Todd. Yes. I'm in on Todd. It's time to get back on Brendan Todd with a T11, his last term at the Mayakoba. You look at his course history here. It's very good the last three years. Um, You know, stats. I mean, this is is just a a great course for Brendan Todd. He's number two in the field, by the way, in putting on Bermuda. So I think he's another good pick here at 80. Four hundred. My fade is going to be Justin Rose, and I'm going to continue to fade Justin Rose until he shows me anything that is like I just don't see how he's even 8,800. I, I don't. It's understand. a terrible price. Terrible price. It's awful. It's awful. He should not be 8,800. I mean that there is at least a thousand dollars added on to him just because of. Uh, it's like, it's like DraftKings thought it was 2016, and they decided yeah. to price Justin Rose. Well. There's a lot of agreement in this range for me. So Justin Rose is um, uh, is my fate as well, for just for just mere price, just straight up price. It's not the Masters. It's not a tough U.S. Open venue, P- Open Championship, PGA venue. It, it's a terrible, terrible price for for Justin Rose, who can't seem to make birdies so far in the in the you know this PGA Tour season. So why would he start now? I don't know. So I'm out on that as well. Um, and it's for a guy who doesn't play here ever, and I think he's here because he feels like he has to be here because he's not going to get any FedEx Cup points. Unless he starts playing better golf and more golf, the better. I'm in on Brendan Todd. I had him written down. And then I guess for me, this is kind of tight. This is kind of tough. It's really between two guys. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go ahead and and play Joel Damon. Pat. Oh, I, I see, gonna, I don't know about that. I think I'm gonna play Joel. I know Joel loves a course that he doesn't have to hit it a mile, right? He's now, you know, he's coming in in pretty good form, trending nicely in terms of form. Um, not great, not great with the putter typically, but hitting a lot of fairways, hitting the irons well right now. He's played here five times. He's made three out of five cuts. No great finishes, but you know, Joel's improved year by year as a player so at 8500 i th- i don't think many people are going to play joel despite the t5 last week because i think it's a quite the price jump even in this field it feels kind of weird so you know you can gain leverage on the field by overpaying for a guy sometimes i don't always advise that but this week i just got a feeling now if you know hopefully someone close to joel is listening to the podcast and they'll text me and say hey um probably want to back off on that joel's got the shits and the shanks you know what i mean he's in the bathroom or he's looking for his ball in the rough so and then i'll i'll adjust accordingly and i'll let the nut hut know but i I think i'm feeling good about joel joel and brendan todd for me and yes uh rose for the fade and the the cash play for me here is todd and i don't know who the chalk's going to be in this range do you have any idea who the possible chalk could be here maybe it's brendan todd you're probably asking me because last week you were you you were you were I closer was dead than I thought. On with Mito. You were not dead on. You said he'd be sub. T- I said he, I said if he was sub ten percent, I would shave my entire body. He was twelve percent. No. Yes, he was. He was like ten point nine. You were you were you were you were very close to shaving your entire body. Way closer than live 2%. on air. Um, um, yeah, that was I that think- was a good ownership projection on your part. I can't believe you got it that that close. 
But yeah. I don't think that uh... <laughs> Josh Kissler, this month's loser has to eat out the backside of a turducken. <laughs> it's, it's Thanksgiving. I don't know That's if hilarious. anybody's gonna be chalky, chalky in this AK range. I think it might. It could be Todd, actually. It, it we could both be. like Todd. The fact that we both said his name, we usually never yeah. say his name, is probably an indicator. But we shall see. Um, you know, it's November. Thanksgiving's coming. It's also engagement season, guys. Engagement season is in full swing. Jewelry stores are packed with soon-to-be grooms, nervously throwing around words like cut, color, clarity, carrot. In the middle of all that chaos, it's easy to forget about. Your band, guys, Manly Bands, is here to make your whole band buying experience a hell of a lot easier than what it took to get hers. Manly Bands offers your hand the freedom to look how you want it. They have just about every type of earthly material imaginable, and even some from space. They have meteorite, carbon fiber, Damascus steel, wood, antler, and even dinosaur bone, okay? I'm wearing my Manly Band right now. My wife picked it out. It's called the Executive. It's, it's pretty... I mean, doesn't I, doesn't I just reek executive right there? So that's my Manly Band. To get started, go to manlybands.com slash tourjunkies. If you don't know your size, you can order the Manly. You can use their Manly Ring Sizer, which I did. It includes, uh, well, no, I didn't do that. I used the app. The app is super easy. But you can also order the Manly Ring Sizer. And if you're feeling more creative, you can customize your band from scratch. You can choose the style, material, inlay, sleeve, engraving, and finish. You can shop with confidence at Manly Bands. They provide a free warranty a 30-day exchange policy, and they ship their rings for free worldwide and include a free silicone band if you're going to do some CrossFit or something and you don't need to scrap the metal. On top of that, Manly Bands is running a huge sale from now through Cyber Monday where you get 25% off your Manly Band. That's an extra 5% than normal you get with Tour Junkies. 25% off your Manly Band now through Cyber Monday. So whether it's your first band or an upgrade, go to manlybands.com slash tourjunkies or use promo code TOURJUNKIES to get 25% off now through Cyber Monday. That's 25% off manlybands.com slash TOURJUNKIES or use promo code TOURJUNKIES. Appreciate it, Manly Bands. Thanks for supporting the podcast, and I'm sorry that I burped in the middle of your ad read. All right, Pat. Um, 7K. What are we doing in the 7K? It's a lot of names. This is a... There's some yeah. value here, I think. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to give you some cheapies here. You want me to go first? Yeah, you hit it. I'll, I'll, uh, All right, I'm gonna I'll start. I'm gonna start down here at the bottom, man. I mean, you talked him up last week, and I got to give you more credit here. I'm just—I guess this is just you know, pet Pat's ego. This entire freaking show, uh, which I guess we got to do it sometimes. Um, I'm but, a just island boys. I'm a sea island boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you said you said Denny McCarthy last week, and I did not see that coming, but he did. Uh, he did play. Quite well. Finished T11. That was on the back of a T15 at the Mayakoba, T39 at the Bermuda. Denny is trending. And, you know, I mean, he's a guy who definitely fits the style of player that would do well here. Mixed bag in terms of a history here, but T8 is best finish in 2020. That's all I need to see. Like, if you got a T8 and, some, and a miscut or two, but you, you play, like, you're the style golfer that fits this place, like Denny McCarthy is, that's all I need to see. So I think this is a spot. I think Denny McCarthy gives you winning upside at $7,000. So I like that pick. Another guy that I think gives you winning upside with also spotty history, but I think he's playing better now than we've ever seen him play in his PGA Tour career and for sure more consistently. So if you're talking cut maker, Adam Schenck at 7000 continues yes, continues to just play super well. Now, one thing about Denny McCarthy I didn't even mention, like one of the reasons he's so damn good is because he's an amazing putter. 
Well, so is Adam Schenk, especially on Bermuda. Like, both those guys, lights out Bermuda putters. And Adam Schenk playing really, really well. I mean, you know, had a little, a little hitch at the Mayakoba where he missed the cut. But, I mean, he's been consistent, and he's given you some upside. A fourth at the John Deere, a third at the Shriners. Like, he's had some top five moments. He had a chance to win, I believe it was the Shriners. So, like, Adam Shank's been in the thick of it a little bit, and I think he's a player that, uh, that could, get, could also get it done at just $7,000. Uh, I'm going to kind of go in this mid-range here to a guy that you like. Adam Long at $7,500 is checking boxes. An accurate player off the tee, very accurate, hits a ton of fairways. Uh, very solid putter, Adam Long. And, uh, I mean, we've seen some really nice form out of him lately. What have we seen? We've seen a T11 last week, 22nd at the Mayakoba, 25th at the Zozo. And Adam Long likes this place, too. So uh, he's coming off a T30 and a T35 the last two years. He's improved every year here, and he's improved in his last three weeks on tour. Everything's trending the right direction for Adam Long. This is a good spot for him that he needs to take advantage of. So I'm in on Long. Those are just some, those are some cheap plays. I like a lot of other guys here, but those are some cheap names. Um, my fate is Jason Day because Jason Day is broken. We keep talking about it, but he's broken. He's got too many kids. He's, uh, he's lost something. This is not a Jason Day course, and it's just it's too easy. But, I mean, it is, it is an easy play, but it's a fate for me, for Jason Day. I think the, I think the cash play here, I think you can go Denny McCarthy in cash. That's $7,000. I think you can do it if you're doing double-ups or 50-50s. I would be willing to do it. Uh, there's enough value there with Denny, and I think for sure made cut. Uh, and I'll wait for your pick to tell you who I think the chalk might be in this range. Okay. Well, um, first off, I'll start with the agreement. I am with you on Adam Long. I had him written down as one of my plays here. Thought so I like, I like that there was some agreement there. So um, Adam Long was one that I liked at 7,500. Um, down uh, a little bit below that, and I, I think this guy will certainly be low-owned, but Brandon Grace at 7,400. He's had kind of a sneaky good year. You know, I, I don't I don't know if just people forgot about how good he was a few years ago. Um, but he did win this year. You know, he's fourth in the field in strokes gained around the green. He's top 40 in strokes gained approach. He he puts well on Bermuda grass greens. I think Brandon Grace, this is a this is a good place for him. I mean, you know, seventy four hundred, Brandon Grace. Okay. You seem to have some comments there, but uh, maybe, maybe. I, th- I like Grace. Um, I think that anytime Brendan Grace is in a field where the golf course sets up like this does, your, our boy Pat Mayo is going to talk him up. I haven't listened, but I'm, I'm sure he's going to talk. He loves Brendan Grace, and if Pat Mayo talks him up, and now you've mentioned him, I don't know that he, I don't know that he will be low-owned. Maybe not, and I don't, like we say this all the time, I don't listen to any shows before ours, so I have no clue if he would have talked him up or not. But he did finish T30 here last week in case or last year, in case you're wondering um, what he did last year. Um, he did miss the cut also, the Houston Open. But before that, had a top 10 at the Zozo. So I think Brandon Grace could be a good play this week. Um, moving up closer to the top, Patrick Rogers at 7,700. You know, here's the thing about Rogers. Yeah. I feel like he's Ugh. he's trending in a good direction. He did miss a cut at Mayakoba, but fourth at Bermuda, which is what? A course that has a lot of wind. You know, it's a coastal-type course. He was fourth there. Um, you look at his history here. Very spotty. He's missed the cut three out of the last five years. But when he has made the cut, he finished second in 2019, and he finished T10 in 2017. And then if you go, let's go to the stats for Patrick Rogers. 13th in the field in ball striking. He's 
33rd in par 5 scoring. Texas box and scrambling. 11th in the field in putting on Bermuda. 30 or better percentage. He's 22nd in the field. I think, you know, a lot of things trend, are trending in the right direction for Patrick Rogers for this to be a good year on this course outside of those three missed cuts. So I like him at 7,700. Probably going to be low-owned as well. My fade is last year's winner. I'm not going to play Robert Streb. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Can't play Robert Streb. See, I think, I think Streb is in play, especially with the, if this wind forecast holds up. I wrote that down. Streb if windy is one, is one name I wrote down. Um, he's good in the wind, dude. He, he's good in the wind. And he's, he's popped some form here right, recently. I, Rogers, I don't know. I say gag. I just say, I say gag because I never get the dude right, ever. Never get him right. He does have upside. Um, he hits the ball a long way. I don't typically think of him as a, as a player on a short course like this, but you know he has, he has shown it. It could be done. The price seems a little high for him, even in this field. Like I would, I'd rather play Denny McCarthy over. I mean, I, I would have priced Denny McCarthy higher than Patrick Rogers at, at this point, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Interesting. I do think he'll be low on, so you will have that going for you. Okay. All right, who are some 6K guys you like? Oh, by the way, this is for one of our listeners, Charlie. I almost wanted to play Matt Wallace this week. I was so close to writing down you Matt Wallace's name because of Charlie. And if I had not, I love you, Charlie. If I had not just <laughs> seen how bad he's played recently on his European tour kind of stretch here, I probably would have played him. But he was he was on my list. Because he did finish T4 at the Zozo and top 15 at the Shriners. But then you go recently to his European Tour events, and it hasn't been good at all. So Matt Wallace is, uh, maybe he'll be a bet for me. Just I kinda, to, yeah, I kind of like to him. sneak that in. Just to sneak that in. I he's can, played well here in the past. I kind of like him a little bit. Um, I think he's even led this tournament. Was yeah, he but, not leading this tournament last year at some point? I don't know. Charlie would have definitely let you have it. He's going to let you have it, though, if he sucks. But. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, there you go. Who are your 6K plays? All right, a few 6K guys here. I'm going to start at the top at 6,900. I like Chad Ramey. Yes, you know, love He, he Chad did miss the cut last week, but T17 at Bermuda. I think Ramey is a great play. You know, he, he is a I, – I just feel like this guy is going to be an absolute stud. Um, you, you look at the stats for him. I mean, literally across the board, he's like top 30 in everything that we've talked about. Um, other than maybe putting on Bermuda, but still, I don't, I don't think we have enough history for Ramey to even worry about that yet. Um, and then I'll go with another guy, a rookie off the Corn Ferry Tour, that I think is going to be another stud, and that's Davis Riley. You know, guys like Taylor Pendrith, they kind of, you know, stole a little bit of his thunder. Will Zalatoris, obviously. But Davis Riley was was coming on strong on the Corn Ferry Tour. And, you know, he's got his card for next year or for this year. I, I think this could be another, uh, you know, a good spot for him. You know, you look at his form. Um, let me get down to him. Sorry. Excuse me. You know, I will plug on. the I will plug the heavy petting email that comes out on Tuesdays because every week so far this season, I'm giving you intel and insight on two Corn Ferry Tour graduates, PJ Tour rookies, what they did well in the Corn Ferry Tour, how they got to the PJ Tour, the key stats that you need to know about those players, what type of players they are, and what type of courses suit them best. Chad Ramey was an early write up in one of the first events of the season, 
and and you know he's he's a perfect fit for this course. What he did well on the Corn Ferry Tour fits this place just fine. So I, I would echo the Chad Ramey play for sure. Yes. Um, by the way, thanks, Sam. Wallace was the first round leader last year. He shot sixty four, and he was with Camilla. tied with Camilla Vajegas. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Caridi, anyway, Caridi pulling that too in the chat. Very nice. So Davis Riley, um, you look at his last few events. He he has played well. Um, T29 at the Houston Open, miscut at Mayakoba, but then had a top 10 at the Bermuda, and then also T56 at Shriners. So for a guy at 6,700, I think Davis Riley is a good play. And from everything we hear about him is he is definitely a stud. So I do like Riley there as well. Uh, another guy, Grayson Sick at 6,600. I mean, Sig is a Georgia boy. He's played in this tournament a few times. He's a Sea Island miss- Mafia resident. Yep, did miss a cut last year. Uh, I mean, uh, did miss a cut last week. Um, but before that, T33 at Mayakoba, T22 at Bermuda, T47 at the Shriners. I think Grayson Sig, this sets up to be a great week for him at 6,600. Um, you know, he did play here in 2020 and miss the cut, but you know, way back in T in 2018, I mean, he was like a, just a, a young pup made the cut here at T and finished T49. So I do like Grayson Sig as well. Another one that's um, you know kind of a he's he's an Augusta guy, um, and we haven't talked about him all that much. And you know, he hasn't had a great year, but Vaughn Taylor at 6500. Has a great course history here. T8 in 2018, miscut 2019, but a top 10 in 2020 and a top 30 last year. I think Vaughn Taylor could be worth a flyer play in some GPPs if you need to get down into that 6,500 range. So there you go. Charlie Oliver probably got summoned in the nut hut that you were talking about him, and now he's popped up in the chat, Matt Wallace. The what now? Charlie's popped up in the chat. Oh, he is. Nice. Yes, Charlie. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Love you, buddy, but I'll cuss you out on Wednesday night in the live chat. Um, yeah, a lot of agreement on Ramey. Really like him. I'll, I'll see your Davis Riley and raise you Davis Thompson. I'm going to go with him. Sea Island boy. Lots of familiarity here for Davis. He's a little cheaper um, at 6,400. First time out here as a professor professionally t23 in 2020 i like davis thompson here but i like another thompson all the segues you see what i'm doing yeah i like it i like another thompson better and that's michael thompson never thought i'd say that at 6700 michael thompson uh got some good good showings here but he's he's hitting it well right now and i think he fits he, he fits the course the course play or the you know the the golf course here at Sea Island T15 at Mayakoba we've heard that he's uh he's kind of been striping it lately so Michael Thompson's a, a buddy that I I, I want to get on Stefan Yeager Corn Ferry Tour guy mm-hmm. a lot like Chad Ramey obviously Stefan this is his third trip around the PGA Tour son graduating from the Corn Ferry Tour a lot like Chad Ramey though did his damage on the Corn Ferry Tour hitting a lot of fairways hitting a lot of greens and regulations scrambling really well and being a great putter so Jaeger's one that, that I like. He's got some familiarity here at Sea Island as well. And, and showing some form at the courses that I think really suit him, Bermuda T20. So, uh, I, you know, I'll go with Stefan Jaeger. And then finally, I like your Von Taylor play. I don't mind it. But right there with him or just below him at, at 6,400, Andrew Putnam. 
Yes, I thought about him too. I agree. T thirty seven here last year. Okay, but if you look at the stats, if you are a stats fellow, uh, he hits plenty of fairways. Um, approach play is actually pretty like top third in the field right now uh, in strokes and approach over the last twenty four rounds. Uh, good putter, especially on Bermuda. Top twenty five in strokes and putting on Bermuda. And he's just making some cuts right now. Like it just seems like Putnam is is kind of finding a little bit of a groove. He's not doing anything spectacular other than like the T eleven, I guess, at the farmers. Um, but Putnam can Putnam can get hot. I mean, we saw earlier this year a fourth at the Arnold Palmer, fifth at the Puerto Rico, seventh at the waste management. Like when he's when he's on, he's not afraid to top ten it. So I think this is an interesting spot for Andrew Putnam. And sixty four hundred is just dumb cheap. So there you go. Those are the picks, folks. We'll narrow it down. You know, we'll get you some emails out this week. We'll do the, the, the live chat. And then that'll be it for 2022 tournament previews. Man, it's been a long year. 40-something events. Good God. And we're, we're going to get right back on it in January. But um, some more content being delivered to you before, before then. Pat, before we go, we got to do our, our joint lineup build. Yes. Last week's build. Not great, not great. We only got four of six through last Has week. Has it ever been good? <laughs> we had one. I think we had one good week actually since we started doing this. So, you know, hot tip: you may not want to tail the the uh, the joint lineup build. I mean, we are building it in one minute on Monday. You know, a lot of things change between Monday and Wednesday. Yeah, but you know, it's fun to try and do. But hey, that also means that also means we're due. You know, this could be a good week. Yeah, I think we need to start with the strategy here. Before we, I hit the, the start button, and I think we need to just go studs and duds, and let's just go from there. I love that strategy. Okay. Um, all right, you tell me when. Okay. One, two, three, go. Louie? Yes, Louie for sure. Oh, shh. I didn't clear out stuff. Okay, how about, uh, speaking of duds, how about Ramey? We both really liked him. Let yeah, go let's go into Ramey. In. Yeah. Right. Let's, um, let's go into Ramey. Yes. Mm. Did you like Henley? I can't remember. I, I didn't mind Henley. I didn't say him, but you did. So, yeah. I'll go with Henley. Okay. What does that leave us? Uh, 7,700. Uh, what if we go? Um, he's at 80. No, no. Let's hurry. go down further. Let's, let's, we got to hurry. Adam Long. Get up to yeah, go Adam Long. Go Adam Long. Um, uh, McCarthy. Shink. Shink. Let's go Shink. Okay, that leaves us 8,600, one player. Oh, so, that's going to put Todd. us to Todd. Good. Yeah. Done. How much? Did, we did it? Eight seconds Woo! left. Woo! All right, good. Nice. All right, so we got Louis Usazen at 10-4, Russell Henley at 96, Brendan Todd at 84, uh, Adam Long at 7,500, Adam Shink at 7,000, and Chad Ramey at 6,900. I like it. I like that. That's that's a yeah. solid lineup right there. That Feeling good about this one. I do. I too. feel good about better about this I one than too. I have any of them that we've ever. Feel done. great about. It. We had some agreement on the pod tonight, you know, and I think that probably helped. That was good. We haven't had that much agreement here lately, so I'm trying to get on your level, Pat. I'm on, I'm honestly trying. But this happened last year. Remember, you had your little heater run. You did great at the PGA or Open or whatever it was, and then it transferred to me. You know, it did. So, it, did. So. it transferred. It did. And we have a good ebb and flow. A good ebb and flow between us. Send it over here, buddy. Send it, send it right here. Wait. Yep. Rip, rip. TV magic. All right. Thanks for watching the Tour Junkies podcast. Listening. Give it a five-star review if you don't mind. Be sure and comment on the YouTube channel. Favorite 2021 20, moment. 
or question about 2022 you want us to cover in the podcast that we're going to do here shortly, um, give it a thumbs up, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks for rocking with us all of 2021 for all these tournament previews. It's been a lot of fun. We appreciate you guys. Y'all are the best. Give us some love, though, okay? Don't be a, don't be a, don't be a Jeff. Don't be a Jeffrey. All right, we'll cover that in just a second. Yeah. Betting show coming up next. Thanks a lot. May your screens be green. See ya!